All right, now over to you, Maddie. Uh, we're going to start talking dairy. Uh, things have been incredibly strong, which has been very welcome for a little while now, but over to you to please inform us of uh, what we are seeing and what we can expect. Thanks, Mark. It's a bit of a tale of two markets at the moment um, in the dairy industry. I think we've all we've spoken about this for many months and we're all aware of the story of the really strong opening prices, uh, really high competition between processes for milk supply um, and generally good conditions um, for the domestic producers. Um, but there are a few circumstances in the international markets which are giving a few people a little bit of pause for concern, nothing too... Nothing too difficult, but but just a little bit of a of a hiatus in the solid growth story that we've been seeing for quite some time. So if we just talk about the domestic market quickly, it's unsurprising, but um, domestic production for this time of year is down around six percent on this time last year. As I said, it's unsurprising given floods, lack of access to the farm gates for tankers, some people reporting dumping milk, and so forth. So hopefully, as we come into summer. Um, and we have full dams, full water allocations, um, and hopefully a good season. We should see a good uptick in that production. Uh, other issues are still obviously input costs. They're mixed. Fertiliser prices remain not quite as high as they were early in the year, but certainly stubbornly higher than they were, um, as well as grain prices, feed prices, which still remain relatively high as well. Although, again, we'll have to wait and see with the impact of the floods to see how that flows onto the um, amount of feed grain on the domestic market. The one thing I did want to talk about with um, with the domestic market was um, a bit of the margin pressure that's obviously coming onto processes. We've seen a few announcements in recent weeks and months around processes reconsidering their processing capacity, their mix of factories, which factories they keep open, which they shut. So obviously a bit of time for um, reconsideration um, by the processes given this lower and persistently lower milk pool that Australia is producing. Um, there's obviously not enough liquid milk going around to fill um, all the processing capacity we have. So that will be a bit of a spanner in the works um, of some regional communities, unfortunately, and also lower that lower that demand for milk, milk supply going forward into, into coming years. But as I said, if we look at the international market, which seems to be the, the more interesting one at the moment, um, there's been a real downward trend in global uh, global prices, particularly in Oceania, so particularly in the global dairy trade auctions, since around about March. We had a good mar uh, month during September, but that's turned around again and we've had downward downward prices on pressure. Now, a downward pressure on prices. Um, now, that's for many months, that was a result of China, China's demand for uh, milk powder and milk um, being lower as a result of their lockdowns and zero COVID policy. Um, now it's also coming as a result of concern over global economic growth um, and a reduction in general general consumer demand throughout the globe. Um, so we've now had the global dairy trade uh, indicated down to levels uh, not since, seen since January 2021. Now that's no bad thing. January 2021 was doing pretty well. So it's not as if we're tanking or anything, but just a little bit of heat coming out of that market. Um, the interesting thing is this varies very significantly between regions. So the prices in EU, particularly for cheese, uh, but also for the other categories of dairy products, are much, much higher in the EU and for some of them in the US than they are in Oceania. So Oceania is really obviously feeling the impact of that China, of being heavily reliant and, and focused on that China market and the China market having a, a lower demand than usual. 
So generally speaking, we've got global production being held up by the US. We've had a poor season in New Zealand. We've had a poor season in the EU. Um, so lower than lower than expected um, production at, at the moment. That doesn't mean it won't turn around or can't turn around. But as we're going into the EU winter, uh, we're, we're also getting um, uh, that lower demand um, from from consumers flow through to the EU market, meaning that some of the EU surplus might end up in the global market. So that might actually put more milk onto the market than we expect. So it's a bit of a watch and see on the international market. It, it, it's I would consider that it's just a bit of a readjustment for for uh, season and a readjustment for global global change in those economic growth parameters. But having said that, it's very different to what's going on in our domestic market, which for the moment is all positive. I think there's a lot in that, Maddie. Um, it, it's it's off its sort of top by the sound of it, and um, I mean, depending on how this sticks, I mean, you could be a bit controversial and ask, have our local processes overshot the mark on opening pricing, um, given the year still to complete, and um, if international markets are down, then um, you know processor efficiency and capacity to sort of pay and compete and all of that will be pretty a pretty interesting watch, I would say. Yeah, it, it'd certainly be the fear. Um, and, you know, most people would still remember 2015 where we had a booming domestic market and the international market, the bottom of the international market just fell away from us and it caught us by surprise. So I think there'd be a lot of people sitting back watching intently to make sure that that doesn't that that doesn't happen to us, and that we don't that we're not shocked by any price movements going forward. But so far, from everything I've seen, it's not a it, it's not a replication of those circumstances. There isn't uh, a huge amount of uh, milk supply coming on the market from the EU, which is what happened in 2015, which was the real driver of the price drop. Um, and so, demand and supply still remains relatively tight. It's just a bit of a readjustment um, for, as I said, for for those global new global growth parameters. And, and of course, we are now a more uh, predominantly domestic-focused uh, industry, and with our own economic conditions holding strong, savings spending very strong, um, less exposed maybe to some of those downward global pressures that are emerging in other key economies. Yeah, absolutely. And and dairy is obviously a massive staple for Australian. Um, consumers. So it's unlikely that even in a slightly tougher economic time in Australia, it's unlikely that 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 um, consumption of dairy would, would um, fall off dramatically. Great. Thanks, Maddie.